Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Friday, January 28th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. New vehicles are hard to find, but some are a little easier than others. J.D. Power's Tyson Jomini digs in on the numbers. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Stellantis is suspending full implementation of a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for salaried non-union workers in the U.S. The automaker had already pushed back a January 5th deadline for workers to be fully vaccinated. The company says the latest move is not related to a Supreme Court decision this month that rejected an OSHA rule, which would have required millions of workers to get shots or regular tests. Stellantis says 97% of its salaried non-represented workforce is either vaccinated or has an approved exemption. Although the mandate won't go into effect, Stellantis is still encouraging employees to get vaccinated. From safety at the cellular level to safety on America's roads, the U.S. Transportation Department is rolling out a strategy to address soaring traffic deaths. U.S. traffic deaths are estimated to have jumped 18% in the first half of 2021 to more than 20,000. That's the worst first half since 2006. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg called it a crisis that is urgent, unacceptable, and preventable. The uh, department's plan involves a five-pronged model to address safety as it relates to people, roads, vehicles, speeds, and post-crash care. The feds plan to follow through on auto-related provisions in the infrastructure law, which provides $4 billion for improved crash data collection and other vehicle safety programs. In global sales, the world's biggest automaker got even bigger in 2021. Toyota clinched the world sales title last year and expanded its lead over second-place Volkswagen Group. Worldwide deliveries for Toyota, including Hino heavy trucks and Daihatsu minicars, jumped 10% to nearly 10.5 million vehicles for the calendar year. Sales of VW dropped 4.5% to less than 9 million cars and trucks. The Japanese automaker, which sustained the microchip shortage better than most, also won the U.S. sales crown for the first time last year when it unseated General Motors after a 90-year run. Turning to Ford, the automaker is adding a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee to its used vehicle platform. Ford says it added the perk following a request from its dealer council. The company piloted the concept with 16 dealerships and found it led to increased sales. We have a slew of tech news out of GM. General Motors and LG Energy Solutions say they will add battery recycling to their Ohio factory next year. Ultium Cells, the joint venture between the two companies, will build the recycling center on the site of the battery cell plant in Warren, Ohio, Battery recycling company Lycycle will install and operate its proprietary technology and equipment after the construction is complete. Separately, 
GM said it plans to more than double technology hiring this year to amp up its EV ambitions. The automaker says it will bring on more than 8,000 new tech workers. They will be added to teams that electrify cars, develop vehicle software and autonomous technology, and engineer fuel cells. And finally, speaking of autonomous technology, GM CEO Mary Barra and President Mark Royce went for their first rides in a completely driverless car. A video posted Thursday by Cruise, the self-driving vehicle company that's majority owned by GM, shows the executives trying out autonomous technology for the first time with no one in the front seat. Cruise has been testing vehicles at nighttime in San Francisco without safety drivers since the middle of last year. Barra is seen telling Kyle Vogt, Cruise's founder and interim CEO, that actually experiencing the ride was just surreal and a highlight of her career. And that's the news you need to know. High prices, especially for used cars, raises concerns about consumers overpaying and finding themselves underwater. What's the risk? What does it mean for the industry? After this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. With a persistent shortage of microchips heading into its second year, the market for cars and trucks is one defined by scarcity and record high prices. To go deeper on the data and sort out what it means, I reached out to Tyson Jomini, Vice President of Data and Analytics at J.D. Power. I reached him at his home office in Nashville. Tyson Jomini, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me on, Jamie. So we were on the uh, SAA Outlook uh, earlier, and you were talking about how inventories nationwide have fallen from typically 3 million vehicles or so before the pandemic to less than a million now. Are there any areas of the country or segments where that have more inventory than others? Yeah, and, and the inventory by segment will follow um, where it is in the rest of the nation. Um, so basically what we see uh, are kind of two areas. The automakers have really focused on higher profitability segments, which makes sense. Um, and that, that really revolves around pickup trucks. 
So we're starting to see uh, pickup truck inventory uh, improve. Um, and certainly in, in a lot of places, um, in, in some brands in particular, Ram seems to have quite a bit of inventory uh, these days, certainly relative to competitors. Um, the other end of the spectrum, and it, it'll make sense, there's a lot of inventory of large premium cars, um, Audi A8s and Mercedes S-Classes. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot of inventory up there as well. That's more though on the lack of demand side because very few people are looking for cars these days. Yeah, and relatively few people can afford those uh, large luxury ones, especially, I suppose. Yeah, this is the, the very top of the pecking order in terms of uh, price and, and, of course, features and uh, you know, technology. So with the lack of inventory, of course, a lot of buyers have moved into used vehicles and used inventories are way down and used prices are way up. With the high transaction prices and high monthly payments, is there a concern that that'll lead to a, a crash in valuations like in 2008? Well, there's a lot different today than what we saw in 2008. Uh, back then, you know, we saw a lot of it was, was being pushed. Uh, the, the vehicle sales are being pushed uh, to any kind of consumer. I mean, I think we all kind of remember the battle days when, you know, even if you didn't have a job, you could get qualified for anything. <laughs> what, what we're seeing today is kind of the opposite. Uh, prices have gone up so substantially. Uh, and so a lot of the, the subprime consumers are effectively locked out of the market. So we're seeing a very low subprime mix and we're seeing very high trade equities. I mean, we're seeing uh, cars in, in regions that are getting $10,000 of trade equity and, and pickup trucks that are getting $14,000 of trade equity. Uh, so what we're seeing is that a lot of consumers, uh, particularly those with a trade, are able to offset a lot of these high prices we're seeing, uh, which will help keep payments you know, somewhat in check, but recognizing not fully offsetting the difference. Well, yeah, or for the, the used vehicle buyer who maybe is paying $10,000 more than, than a car used to be worth. Is, are, are they at risk or is the, is the lack of vehicles, the overall scarcity, just something that's going to take so long to work through that they're less likely to be underwater than after the financial crisis? There's certainly greater risk on the, on the use side in general. Uh, consumers there are now paying you know, nearly $30,000 on average for a used car. Uh, in, in December. And so there, there is uh, greater risk uh, on that side. But, um, you know, what we're going to see in terms of the, the used vehicle prices is that they're going to remain fairly elevated here, certainly throughout 22 and, and into 23, because we just don't have enough new vehicle sales. You know, new vehicle sales uh, are the marble that we start at the top of, of this mousetrap game and, and it goes down and down. <laughs> and so we start with a traded vehicle in for a new vehicle. Uh, and then it kind of works its way through the system as people uh, buy, you know, a, a three or, or five year old lightly used vehicle and they trade in their vehicle that's eight or nine years old and down and down. Um, without that large number of new vehicle sales, the supply to the used market has been constricted and, and likely will be uh, for most of 22, which will help keep used prices elevated and alleviate concerns of a, of a second 2008 type scenario. With you know demand so outstripping supply, we've got you know pent up demand. Active consumers are automakers starting to increase MSRPs, or do you think they might do it more so in the future to you know grab some of that value for themselves and and not just leave it all for the dealers? The their concern for automakers would be that uh, we we overproduce too quickly. 
Uh, and so we'd end up in a, in a place where we had so many vehicles with high MSRPs and, and now we have to deal that back in the form of incentives. So MSRPs are going up, uh, but maybe not at the clip that, that we would expect uh, or, you know, outsiders may say, oh, car prices have to be going up because of MSRPs. Uh, but one thing we probably will see uh, is that automakers will, will probably start to compress the margins that dealers make. Uh, so they'll, the price they sell the vehicle to the dealer for will go up so that they make a little bit more money uh, on the, the sale of the vehicle to the dealer. Um, but even as, even as we see MSRPs uh, will go up, um, but again, maybe not to the, the level that, that we, uh, we might expect, per, not at the rate, of, you know, we're seeing ground beef prices go up or, or other things in the supermarket um, because of that, that idea that, well, once we reach normal levels of production and, and demand, uh, all those price increases would have to be dealt back uh, in the form of incentives, and nobody wants that. It definitely makes the brand look uh, brands look weaker when they have to slap those big incentives on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and right now, you know, the average incentive uh, that a consumer gets in the industry um, is is about fourteen hundred dollars. Um, in, in you know the old days, it was about four thousand dollars of incentives per vehicle. So uh, incentives are are very low, and that that's adding a lot of profitability to automakers. Very nice improvement for the automakers. Tyson Germany, thank you so much for joining me. All right, Jamie, thanks for having me on. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. We'll be off for the weekend. I hope you'll tune in on Monday. When you need the most comprehensive news on the auto industry at any time of day, go to autonews.com. Thanks to Jack Hallauer for his editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Until it's time to get back to work.